We're hunting for a book written by a demon, and you're coming with us. This is the Walk in Darkness podcast. Hey all, <coughs> Wally Fish here, recording from my hospital bed. Uh, yeah, still not 100%, but uh, <coughs> I'm on the mend, and the docs say that uh, I can be sprung any day now, so we'll see. Uh, Sutton's here too, keep me company. Or <coughs> actually teasing me. Seriously, Sutton, you're such a tease sometimes. She says she knows what happened in the basement, but she won't tell me until I'm out of the hospital. <coughs> I don't know. Something about it being inspiration to heal quicker. I don't know. You do understand that you knowing and not telling me is probably going to kill me before the plague would. Okay, now you're just being silly. Anyway, I can't be <coughs> too hard on her because she's made a huge break in the investigation and I'm going to hand the phone over to her so she can tell you all about it while I fit you out. Okay. Hi. Hey, everybody. I almost forgot to say hi. Um, it's me, Sutton. Um... <laughs> Okay, before I get into the big break, I just want to say Wally looks like shit, but I don't have to wear one of those, you know, those old-time creepy plague masks with the big beak and stuff, so I guess that means he's getting better. All right, the big break. When Wally was in quarantine and they wouldn't let me see him, I needed to get my mind onto something, you know, a little bit more positive. For whatever reason, I thought of Robbie Langford. Since I was in Idaho Falls, I thought I'd try to contact him and see if we could meet. I knew he wouldn't be really receptive to things because, you know, things between him and Wally didn't really go too well. But he was the best lead we had, I mean, to understanding what happened in the basement. And I figured maybe I'd give it a shot. So I sent him a text and got a response back pretty quick. He didn't want to meet, but he said that we could chat. So, you know, I went with it. I wanted to assure him that we aren't some publicity-seeking ghost chasers, you know, looking to exploit what happened to him and his family. So this is what I texted over to him. Um, Thanks for chatting with me, Robbie. I want you to know that all Wally and I want is the truth. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, And then I sent him another one uh, saying, speaking on a personal level, I too have been touched by that house or more specifically by the demon. I know you know about the demon. I believe that Sarath took my baby and left his mark on me. Then a third one, which said, I want that mark gone. I want to be free from this hold. Do you understand? He finally responded to that one, and he said, yes, I understand. So I responded with, good, so will you help us? A few minutes went by with no response, so I texted him this. I would be extremely grateful for anything you can tell us. Anything that could help me understand what happened. That was Saturday. I didn't hear back from him. I mean, nothing. 
until I got a message from the hotel front desk telling me I had a package. And what a package it was. On the front of the thick brown envelope, written in a big, like, black sharpie, uh, was to Sutton Black Hill from Robert Langford. A note was stapled to it, and here, I'll read it to you. What's inside this envelope is something I came to possess after my sister fell to her death in 1985. She wrote this while in Washington at school. It should give you the answers you seek, but after this I'm done. This has been a burden for the last 30 years, and now it's yours. Do with it what you want, but never contact me again. I need to move on and try to assemble some sort of life for myself. Signed, R.L. Well, you can probably imagine how fast I ran to my hotel room. I carried, you know, that like a priceless piece of art. Um, I carefully opened the envelope and pulled out the contents. Um, And I think I probably literally gasped when I saw what it was. Held together by two blue-thick rubber bands were a couple hundred tattered pages with bent corners and and tiny rips and, you know, wear and tear. And But the thing is, the top page read, God Failed by Ariel Langford. God Failed by Ariel Langford. So, you know, I started thumbing through the pages, trying to figure out exactly what I had. You know, if I had to guess, it looks like a fictional account of the things her and Christian went through. But when I say fiction, I don't mean completely made up. I mean, she took a very, you know, all the real events and turned them into a fiction story. Her forward doesn't reveal why she wrote the book. Um, if I had to guess, I'd say, you know, maybe for therapy. Mm, did she want people to know the truth? I suppose we'll never know. But, you know, one thing is clear. This poor girl was scared, and she was conflicted. Her forward mentions something about believing in both good and evil, being in the same person at the same time. You know, it made me think of what Gano said. You know, good and evil doesn't work the way we think it does. I'm beginning to think that's true. Because, well, you guys... <laughs> probably heard my rant the other day about Gano working for the good guys, yet he made Wally sick. I wonder if there's a line between good and evil, or if they're just two sides of the same coin. Especially after reading the last chapter. I I know, I know, I couldn't resist, though. I know you all want to know what happened, but I'm not saying anything yet. What I will say, though, if you believe what Ariel wrote as true, shit got real down there. Seriously, it's, um, it's disturbing. And while I know she added a bit of fiction to fill in the gaps, it doesn't make it any less haunting. Well... Wally's glaring at me right now because he really wants to know what happened. (laughs) But, you know, it's something to look forward to when you're better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, 
Getting our hands on the manuscript was huge. But that wasn't the only thing in the envelope. Are you ready? There was also one of those composition notebooks. You know, like the ones you used in high school. It wasn't labeled, but the inside contained what looks like to be a journal. Christian Harrington's journal. I only read a couple of the entries, but there is some fucked up family shit going on in there. I mean, seriously. There's some really dark stuff. Unfortunately, I only got a few peeks because Wally said before it was handled anymore, we needed to bag both items up and send them off to get authenticated. I mean, I know he's right, but I wanted to sit and read them both cover to cover. And I don't know if you're listening, Robert, but Wally and I can't thank you enough for this. And we promise to use it to find the truth, no matter what it says. Oh, the nurse just walked in. Time for another blood test. Say goodbye, Wally. Wally Fitch out. Of course, you just can't say goodbye. What a nerd. Anyway, if there's anything new, I'll let you guys know on Instagram. So follow at a walk in darkness. Bye. I'll be back a little later, Wally. Hey, it's me, Sutton. If you like the Walk in Darkness podcast, please support our investigation by going to awalkindarkness.com. Expenses add up and every little bit helps us follow leads in the investigation. And don't forget, in between episodes, the story continues on Instagram. Follow A Walk in Darkness for the big picture. Thank you for listening and for your support.